Welcome to Living Word Ministries with director and Bible teacher, Debbie Blank. Each week, Debbie examines current events through the lens of end times Bible prophecies. Please visit our website for information and past programs at livingwordministry.org. Now let's open our Bibles to focus on truths from God's Word with Debbie Blank. The world is rapidly changing before our eyes. Never in my wildest imagination did I ever consider that we would have a global pandemic, especially with our ability in sciences to stop something such as that. Even more so, I never would have expected our world to shut down over a virus that has killed less than 1% of the people. In addition, who could have imagined that we couldn't travel to foreign countries or even to New York or Los Angeles unless we had a vaccine passport, unless we'd been vaccinated with a shot that really hasn't even been approved yet. It's not official yet. These are unique things that we as Americans never expected to see. But if Jesus Christ is coming soon, and boy, we believe he is, and we talk about it all the time on this program, then we have to understand that the world is going to change. It's going to be controlled by a global leader. It's going to be controlled by a global government. They're going to make financial decisions. They're going to make our religious decisions. And we are falling right in line with all of that. Today on Living Word Ministries, we're going to talk about a very unique topic, but one that everyone knows, and that's the mark of the beast, 666. What does that mean? What does it look like? What does that have to do with where we're going today? It's so much to consider. I'm Debbie Blank, and I'm glad you've tuned in today because we're going to have a great discussion about this very familiar topic. And I'm co-host Jackie Sailors. Throughout all the Old Testament and New Testament, God warns believers against false teachers. Jesus also said that deception would be a major sign of the last days. So when Revelation presents a tribulation satanic false prophet who demands that the world worship the beast and the image of the beast, this is the ultimate fulfillment of what was prophesied. In the last few verses of Revelation 13, we will see the awful consequences of worshiping the beast and taking his mark. Isn't it interesting that it's Revelation 13, that unique number that some people are superstitious about, that introduces us to the one world government and the one world leader and the one world false prophet or global religious leader, and now to the mark of the beast. It's all satanic indoctrination from the middle of the tribulation until the very end. We are going to see Satanism, all of his authority poured out, all of his power poured out on this world to try and turn people one last time away from Jesus Christ. Because if Satan can turn people away from God so that no one else is saved in these last few years, especially the Jews, then Jesus Christ cannot fulfill prophecy by returning for the Jews. So Satan is going to pull out all the stops. And we learned in Revelation 12, 12, that in these last three and a half years, Satan is going to be relegated to earth, knowing he only has a short time. So again, he's going to pull out all the stops and he is doing it right here as what we've read in Revelation 13. We ended last week by talking about the false prophet who is going to kill anyone who hasn't worshipped the beast or the image of the beast. So we're going to have this global 
religious system that's going to convince the world that the Antichrist is God and he's the one to be worshipped. And according to what we've seen in Revelation 13, 8, the only people who are not going to follow the Antichrist and the false prophet are those whose names have been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now that they're in power, now that they're moving forward and they've made the decision that everyone's got to worship the beast or be killed, now they're going to enforce it with a mark. And we're going to read about that mark in just a minute. So this is part of that age-old conflict where Satan the devil wanted a kingdom of his own on the earth and he wanted to be worshipped. So that's where we are when we're picking up with verse 16 and chapter 13 of Revelation. And he causes all, the small and great, and the rich and poor, and the free men and the slaves, to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for the number is that of a man, and his number is 666. That verse has probably been misunderstood for the almost 2,000 years that it's been in writing because people just couldn't understand how this was possible. I remember reading the Left Behind series basically about 20 years ago, and they came up with all kinds of different ways that this might look. And yet here we are 20 years later, and I think it's going to look totally different because people really aren't going to be able to hide and they're not going to be able to keep away from the powers that be that try to destroy them. With all the technology we have, we can't hide today. They have not only fingerprints, but they have eye scans and they have facial scans and we have so many millions of cameras on street corners throughout the United States and England and all these other nations. We cannot hide from one another. We as a culture are not going to be able to lead our own lives. When it comes to the middle of the tribulation period, people are going to be manipulated and strong-armed by the governmental facilities. And we are seeing that today. Again, I never thought that we could be in a position that this would happen, but it says it will. He causes the false prophet in verse 16, causes everyone. You notice nobody's left out, the small and the great, the rich and the poor. I like this because it also tells me that in the whole scheme of mankind, you always have great and small. You always have rich and poor. There's always poor that you will have with you, Jesus said. This says free men and slaves. That means in the end times, there's going to be slaves. Are we talking about the kinds of slaves that we used to know that were brought over from Africa? Are we talking about slaves of people to bosses, to the government, to whomever? I don't know. It doesn't say. But the point is... It's saying that everyone of every background is going to be given a mark on his right hand or on his forehead. Why the white hand? Why the forehead? Because those are the two warmest parts of the body. And right now, if the mark was given, they could easily use a lithium chip to implant a mark on us. And lithium is empowered by heat. And as I said, these are the two most warm spots on your body. That's why moms put their hands on kids' forehead to see if they're sick, because that's where they always get warm. So getting back to this, he's going to cause everyone to receive a mark. Now, this mark is what's been discussed so often, because the Greek word here is shiragma, and shiragra means an engraving or an etching, a branding, basically. 
what it is, is it's a sign of servitude. Is it going to be visible or invisible? It's hard to say. It could be anything. There are so many options out there that we never had before that tell us that technology is available to insert this mark of the beast. And yet this technology was never available until the last 50 years. That's another sign where we are living in the end times. Consider the UBC code, the little barcode that we have on every single thing we purchase. That was developed in 1974. We could have a tattooed barcode on one, our forehead on our wrist or a bio stamp. The bio stamp is something like a tattoo that they can put on your skin that was developed in 2004. The positive ID or the Verichip was developed, oh, at least 20 years ago. It's still used today where they insert this little chip in animals oftentimes in the back of their neck so that they can be tracked. Some people are even doing it with their children so that children can't be kidnapped without them knowing where they are. Of course, under COVID, we now have the Vax passport or the green passport that we carry on our phones. But people have been talking about inserting chips that would have our health code system in there and now green passports and other things. So it's much easier and people don't have to worry about technology and then they can pass through any kind of security that they need to pass through without any issue. You even have a kind of a watch band that kids are currently using in colleges. It has all of their ID and information in it. So they just swipe it across any place that they go into and they get their food and they are able to go into the library and get their books and all the things that they need just by having this little watch. So the technology now exists that never existed 50 years ago. And there's so many options, but probably the most common that we've heard lately is the idea of the vaccine and people, is that the mark of the beast? Because everybody's being required to have it. And even in some places, they're required to have it, not just to get into restaurants and to go to sports venues or activities or entertainment. They have made it a requirement, even in some grocery stores and other places that people cannot buy if they don't have this particular green passport. So the idea of the mark of the beast, the ability is here. It has not yet been put in practice, but it's all available. Well, it's really only one step away. In fact, it could be a really short step if we're not careful. When you mentioned the vaccine passports, some people are talking about this kind of a chip or whatever, being able to put nanotechnology into a vaccine, inject it, and then you already have that where you have a tracking system in you. You have your medical records and I heard someone who runs a technology company saying that it doesn't take anything at all to go ahead and then upload people's information as far as all their, med- all their medical history, all their medical background, and their financial history, and anything else so that if they wanted to track people according to the way the, the communist Chinese do, they have a social credit score, and people are allowed to maybe even travel just short distances from their home if they don't score very high on their social credit score. There are people who are really raising the alarms of if we do the one technology, all of the rest of it is going to follow quite easily. If we look at the mRNA, which is in the vaccine shots that they're giving people for COVID, people examine those very thoroughly for the first and second shots, but people aren't examining them for the boosters. They're saying now, from what I've read, that you're going to need a booster every six months or certainly every year in order to ward off this. 
And we don't know what's in this mRNA. This is all new technology. We don't know that these kinds of things would not be implanted in future booster shots that people would not be aware of. What we're finding is we're being manipulated right now. We have been told that we must have the vaccine. Well, that takes away our freedoms, number one. Number two, they're not dealing with those people who've had COVID who have better immunities than those people who've had the vaccines. We're being told that if you don't have the vaccine, you're going to kill somebody else because you don't have it. That's manipulation. And it's forced manipulation. I know many people, including family members, who've lost their jobs because they wouldn't take the experimental shot. And yet there's questionable proof about how the vaccine works because many people who've had it have gotten COVID. Many people who've had it, the vaccines have died. So there's questions about that. Why are we being forced to do something? So the idea is of the vaccine, people are taking it because the government says so. We want to be protected from an illness. So yes, government, you come in and you take care of us and you tell us to do something and we'll do it. That's maybe fine for some people, but it's not fine for everyone. What happened to our freedom of conscience? What happened to our religious exemptions? Here's the question I have, and that is if a woman has the freedom to choose how she uses her own body, whether she can have an abortion or not, how come we don't have the freedom to choose whether or not we can get a vaccine? So there's much duplicity involved in all this, but that's really neither here nor there. The point is that everything we're seeing with the vaccine is a precursor to what's going to happen with this mark of the beast. And I've had people ask me, and I'm sure you have too, is this vaccine the mark of the beast? I know what I tell people, but what do you tell people? Absolutely, it is not. Because if we look further in this text, it says that the mark is either the name of the beast or the number of his name. So when you take this mark of the beast, you are worshiping, you're identifying with the Antichrist. You're identifying with Satan. You're making a decision to do that. It is so bad that God tells us, according to verses 9 through 11 of chapter 14, if anyone worships the beast and the image and receives a mark on his forehead or upon his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger. And he will be tormented, and that's the person who takes the mark of the beast, with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest night and day. Those who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. When people take this mark of the beast, they are acknowledging that Satan and the Antichrist are their God. And God will not ever allow them into heaven when they do that. So that's totally different than what we're seeing right now. What we're seeing is a government manipulation of forcing us to take the vaccine. I did find it interesting that a conversation with an open mic showed us what the purpose is of the forced vaccine and that is that if we tell people that they have to have it to work, then they'll get the vaccine, and that's how we force people to do it. It didn't have anything to do with the good of the vaccine. It had to do with controlling them to get the vaccine. 
as we read this in Revelation, we know that this is a particular time period called the Tribulation, and we don't believe we are in the Tribulation at this point in time, but it's a seven-year time period that could come upon us fairly quickly. Now, we believe that the rapture is going to come for believers before that time, and so this doesn't even apply to us, but what's really important is to recognize the kind of power and control that a government could use, the fear that they can use to cause someone to maybe do something they wouldn't ordinarily do, and also to know that we have the technology. Whatever it is they're talking about here toward the middle of the tribulation is something that's not hard to imagine now. We know that it can be done, and it could be done within the next seven years quite easily. Yeah, and it says, here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for the number is that of a man. We know through biblical numerology that six is the number of a man. But it goes on to say, and his number is 666, 666. Is that the magnification of the number of six? This this Antichrist is going to be so destructive that he's three times the number of man, that much worse than man. There is the understanding from the Greek that 666 means chi, zai, stigma, which means to stick or to prick, which gives us the idea that this mark is going to be put under the skin or on the skin, but causing it to be pricked or stuck into our skin. People have joked about it for years. The 1976 Apple computer was introduced at $666.66. In Hebrew, WWW, which is the beginning of how we use the internet, is 666. Yeah, there's lots of discussions about that. But the key is that people are going to understand that by taking that mark, that is somehow identified as 666, it is going to be worshiping the beast. And then it tells us in that previous verse that he provides that no one should be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark. As I mentioned earlier, we're there. We are at the point where people are not able to buy. We haven't had a problem selling so far, but that could be a problem too. It's my understanding right now that there's still about 30% of Americans who haven't received the vaccine. And if that's the case, what happens to that 30%? They can't buy if they can't sell, if they can't work. What this tells me, the fact that they are not able to buy or sell without the mark, tells us that this one world government, the one world leader, the one world religious leader and system are going to control the finances. A complete economic control or an economic system is going to have to be in place in the end times that will have control over people's jobs and the economic system. And would you be surprised to know that they're using COVID as the means towards that end right now? Well, and I'm thinking about the World Economic Forum when you talked about the world economy. And these are people who have been planning for years for exactly what's been happening right now and hoping that they can have a completely new world economy that they control and that we will have to do what they say. So it's not far away. It's actually, again, in the newspapers right now. The World Economic Forum, as you mentioned, is called the WEF. They met in Davos, Switzerland in 2020. What they said then is there is an urgent need for global stakeholders to cooperate in simultaneously managing the direct consequences of the COVID-19 crisis. To improve the state of the world, the WEF is starting the Great Reset Initiative. Now, if you think about it, a reset means to start over. And what are they going to start over? Well, they say that. They say, quote, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies. Did you catch that? The whole world 
working jointly. Our societies and our economy is going to be reset. Says from education to social contracts and working conditions. There you go. They're going to control the education. They're going to control our work environment, which they're trying to do right now. Every country from the U.S. to China must participate, and every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. Now, that right there tells you that they're designing to set the whole world in a new economic system. Very important phrase that they use in here, and that's stakeholders. Not shareholders, but stakeholders. Stakeholders are different. Stakeholder capitalism means that stakeholders can affect or be affected by the organization's actions, objectives, and policies. In other words, I don't own anything. I'm not a shareholder. I don't own, but I am responsible for whatever happens with the company. I think of Blue Cross Blue Shield. That's where I have my insurance. And I was told a few years ago that I have insurance with them and they will pay my insurance, but I am a stakeholder in that organization. I'm not a shareholder. I don't own anything, but I'm responsible for their expenses. That's the difference between a shareholder and a stakeholder. So they're going to take companies and make it so that we're stakeholders in them and not shareholders in them. And that's a whole different economic understanding. But that's all part of this. It says about that stakeholder capitalism, not the regular capitalism, but stakeholder. Some examples of key stakeholders are creditors, directors, employees, governments, owners, suppliers, unions, and the community from which the business draws its resources. So they want to change capitalism from the way we know it to a totally different direction. And you say, well, that'll never happen. We'll never support that here in the United States. Well, John Kerry supports it. He says the Great Reset will happen with greater speed and with greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine. And then catch this. You know that President Biden's campaign speech has all been built on Build Back Better. Well, in order to build back better, you start from scratch to build back better. You don't just take what you have and build on it. You're building back better. And isn't it interesting that that's the same slogan used by the World Economic Forum and by the Pope and by Prince Charles in England. So this is a universal concept of building back better. And all of those people are involved in the World Economic Forum. And not just them, but all of the major corporations like Pfizer and Amazon and Facebook and Moderna, Many of those major corporations that are benefiting from COVID or at least have strong influence in this culture are part of the World Economic Forum. Debbie, you talked about the different world leaders who are all for the World Economic Forum and its reset plan. And I have a quote here from Pope Francis in his 2013 encyclical, and it calls for the gradual creation of a, quote, world political authority with broad powers to regulate financial markets and rein in the, quote, inequalities and distortions of capitalist development. A supranational authority, it said, is needed to place the common good at the center of international economic activity. We have to understand that the Pope is a very socialistic. He wants to bring the world together in unity financially as well as socially, socialism and government control. Those are the main components of the World Economic Forum. That's why he supports it. Let's talk about those three components. 
One for the World Economic Forum is to steer the market towards fairer outcomes. That means governments should implement long overdue reforms that promote more equitable outcomes. In other words, we're talking about redistribution of wealth. We're talking about the United Nations Sustainable Development Program that has 20 goals that will redistribute the wealth worldwide. That is something Pope Francis supports, as do all these other leaders that we've talked about. Their second goal is to ensure that investments, which are our taxes, advance shared goals such as equity and sustainability. Rather than using these funds to fill cracks in the old system, we should use them to create a new one that is more resilient, equitable, and sustainable in the long run, such as building green urban infrastructures and improving their track record on environmental, social, and governance. Now, these are quotes that I'm reading out of the World Economic Forum website. That second goal is socialism, groupthink, and the Green New Deal. And they all support it, so we shouldn't be surprised that our government is supporting it too. Then we move into the third main component for the WEF. Quote, harness the innovations of the fourth industrial revolution to support the public good. Now, let's stop here for a minute. That's a key to the WF is the fourth industrial revolution, and that's socialism worldwide, government control. Anyway, it says to, to support the public good. What have we heard about COVID from the beginning? Everything they're telling us we have to do is for the public good. It goes on to say, especially by addressing health and social challenges. Then it goes on to say, fusions of physical, our digital, and our biological identities. And these are direct quotes from Klaus Schwab, who's the head of the World Economic Forum. So those three main components, if you break them down, talk about redistribution of wealth, socialism, groupthink, environmentalism, and government control. That's totally against the direction of the United States of America. That means the United States of America must change our way of thinking or our way of life. About a year ago, Amir Safadi, who's a great evangelical leader in Israel, played a video that talked about the WEF's Global Future Councils and what they said, their words, quote, the United States won't be the world's superpower. A handful of countries will dominate, end quote. That whole philosophy of the World Economic Forum leads us into the one world government. And the mark of the beast is going to be just one of those things that as the government goes along, they will force upon people. So we are in an interesting time that we've never seen before, where the propensity for the mark of the beast can happen with the technology we have and with the direction our world is going. But everything's available. Everything's ready now for it to be put in place in the right circumstances. And we saw during 2020 how quickly our country and our world can change. Let me caution you, our listeners, first and foremost, to turn your hearts to Jesus Christ today because you want to go see Jesus in the rapture of the church. You do not want to be here for the tribulation period. It is literally going to be hell on earth. But if for some reason you find yourself here, never, ever, ever, ever take the mark of the beast. Never worship anybody but the one true God. Because if you do, you're setting your seal on eternity away from God. That's what we see here. 
Never take the mark of the beast. Be careful. Use your wisdom. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not on anyone or anything else, because he is the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the one that gives us eternal life and the hope for the future. If you take the mark of the beast, you might be able to buy and sell for a few years if you don't die with all the other plagues and things going on. But you will be separated from Jesus for eternity where the worm never dies in hell and the tongue is never quenched. It's not worth it. Turn your lives to Jesus today and make sure you focus on him. Thank you for joining us today on Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank. This is a listener-supported show. If you'd like to support this program or contact Debbie Blank, you may do so at P.O. Box 540-003, Omaha, Nebraska, 68154, or visit our website at livingwordministry.org. Please tune in each week at this same time for Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank.